Amen. Um, you know, there are thousands of books that have been written about prayer. And when we think of what is prayer, a definition of it, in its basic form, it's just talking to God and letting him talk to us. And prayer, when we put it like that, seems very simple. But you know, there is something really mysterious about prayer. And prayer raises lots of questions in our minds. For example, does God even hear me when I pray? Because I have prayed about something and there's been no answer. Is he listening? Does he really care? And tonight, I want to bring you a little encouragement to persevere in praying, even when you don't see the answers that maybe you expected. You know, in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 12, we have a, a story that raises actually a lot of questions about prayer. And it is an encouragement for prayer. At the beginning of this book, or this chapter, there was a wicked king, Herod, and he, the, the scripture says, he laid violent hands on the believers. Now, what that means is that he had an evil intent to harm these believers. And there was this group of unnamed church people that were being persecuted by Herod. And possibly in this group of people was uh, James. He was one of the disciples. He was um, uh, the brother of John. And uh, he was in this group of people that were being persecuted. And so Herod reached out and he killed James. Now, based on the history of this church, this early church, this was a praying church. These people, up until Acts chapter 12, they had prayed, they had believed God, they had seen miraculous things happen. Peter had been delivered from prison. So we, we look at this story now and we see Herod killing James. 
And from the standpoint of this praying church, it would seem like that God didn't answer their prayers. And you, you have to ask the question, well, why wasn't James released? Why didn't he have to be killed? And we may never know the answer to that question. That is one of the things that we are just going to have to not know exactly the answer to. But God, in his sovereignty, he chose at that time to take James to glory. From Herod thought that he had killed James, and that would be the end of James. But friends, don't think for a moment that James did not pass from the threshold of this earth to the threshold of glory into the precious arms of his Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So what seems from the viewpoint of the earth that this was a tragedy that James was killed? No, from the viewpoint of God and from the viewpoint of heaven, this was a glorious thing that James was now transformed from this earth to heaven. When Herod realized that he had done something uh, kind of great and it pleased the Jewish people, he decided to put Peter into prison also. And so in verse 5, we read these words. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. And so in this verse, we've got this opposing forces. We've got the forces of Herod and all the force of Rome against the earnest prayer of the church. You see, the world, they only have dungeons and prisons and swords and chains. That's all they've got. But the church, we have the power that only the powerless possess. And that is the power of prayer. And so when we look at this scripture, it makes us wonder, who's going to win this? Is it going to be the dungeons of Rome? Or is it going to be the powerful prayers of the church? Now, James is already dead, and Peter is in prison. So from an earthly point of view, this was a grim situation, and there seemed to be no answer from an earthly point of view, but from an heavenly point of view. This was an opportunity for God to display his glorious power. You know, Psalms 2, 2 says, the rulers plot together against the Lord, but the one who rules in heaven laughs. 
the Lord scoffs at them. From the view, the viewpoint of heaven is so much greater than what they could see from earth. So here is this early church. They are praying and believing God. I think that is really something for us to grasp hold on because they had prayed for James and it seemed like it didn't work out like they wanted. And they could have been discouraged and they could have said, why bother to keep praying? Why bother to pray? But that was not what they did. They persevered. They kept on praying. And when it says in verse 5, they made earnest prayer, that word earnest means fervently and intensely. And what it is is a medical term that means that you stretch a muscle to the point that it can't be stretched anymore. And that is the intensity that that church went to pray for Peter. That is the same word that was used of Jesus when he prayed in uh, the Garden of Gethsemane, that, that intensity of prayer. So this church did not give up, and they went to spiritual battle for their brother, Peter, who was in prison. David Guzik, a writer, says, when every other gate is shut and locked, the gate of the heaven is always open. Aren't you thankful for that tonight? Heaven is always open. We don't ever have to wonder if the heavens are not open to hear our prayers. Mary, Queen of Scots, made this statement. Listen to this. She said, I fear John Knox's prayers more than an army of 10,000 men. She said, I had rather stand against the cannons of the wicked than against the prayers of the righteous. Oh, that our church, that all nations church, could be a church that when we say we are going to prayer, that people become afraid because they know that this church has power and that God hears our prayers. And when we go to pray, there is power behind those prayers. Oh God, let our church be that church. Let each of us, I want that. I want to be the kind of person that when somebody says, I am praying, then other people say, oh dear, let's get prepared because they have gone to prayer. They have gone to prayer. Hebrews 4, 16 says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we can obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. So I want to challenge you with these, this uh, scripture tonight that 
we pray boldly. That we pray with confidence that our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything that we can think or imagine. Do you realize that our God can do anything? So I want us to pray this week boldly for the needs in our lives. You know, sometimes I think we hold back from, from bold, audacious prayers because there's a feeling like, you know, maybe I'll be disappointed if God doesn't answer the way I think he should. Or maybe we feel like we're presuming on the will of God. But I want to challenge you this week. Whatever you need, pray boldly. Pray audaciously. Pray for God to restore marriages that seem hopeless. Pray for God to heal people that seem like it's not going to be healed. Pray for lives to be changed souls to be saved, people that you have prayed for for a long time. Pray boldly this week and believe God for miraculous. And then we have to trust his sovereignty because the church prayed for James, but God had a different plan. So we have to pray knowing that God is sovereignly going to work in the situations of our prayer by his love and his goodness for us. And he works all things in our life for good. And then I want to challenge you to pray for the miraculous. Because if you read on in this story, that is exactly what happened. The miraculous. The people prayed and miraculously Peter was delivered from prison. And he walked out of that prison that night. So can I challenge you this week to Believe God, pray with great faith, bold, audacious prayers, believing God for miraculous answers to your prayers and trusting him for his perfect will to be done in your life. And I'm just going to say a quick prayer, and then uh, Charlie's going to come and dismiss. But let's just pray for a moment. Father, in, in your just great power, may we as a church tap into that power, God. You have great and mighty things that you want to pour out into our lives. And God, build our faith this week. Build our faith to believe you for the situations that we may be facing in our lives that seem impossible. But God, we know that there's nothing impossible with you. And may we just cling to your promises, cling in bold faith, and believe you for miraculous a move 
in answering the prayers that that we are praying this week and may our church be a prayer a praying church a church that knows how to touch the throne of god and see miraculous things happen in our midst lord i pray for souls i pray for miracles of healings i pray for these things that would come into our church not to glorify our church god but to bring glory to you and as signs and wonders that turn people's lives to you. And Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.